much time do you have for yourself in your calendar? Yeah, me too. That's why Sit in Your Center is coming in February of 2020. Sit in Your Center first was born as an in-person workshop and it is really fun and it is eye-opening and inspirational. Um, it's just a container for women to remember themselves and how to feel connected. It's to, it's like a space. Remember what you're needing for you or what you're asking of you and not anyone else's idea of you. So it's February 2nd to May 1st. Can't wait to have you in there if it feels good. Stay tuned. More details are coming. Happy New Year, everybody. This is Kate Brenton with Rebirth, a podcast. I originally started about stories of women changing lives by living their own. It's called Rebirth. And late into 2019, the podcast itself went through a rebirth. And here we are. So 2020 is here. Um, I'm going to skip over that. If you're like, oh, this is going to be a conversation about a new decade. No. No, I think you've got that covered. Today is a conversation about... Staying connected to the hopes and visions that you had for yourself right before 2020 came. You know, there's that window, no matter what you celebrate, if you're, um, right now I'm on the East Coast and so there's, there is a wave that comes through, right? There's the, the frenzied excitement for the Christmas holiday. Hanukkah time starts to speed up and slow down people are bustling into um, their families and then there's that week between the holidays are over and there's that great exhale and the new year isn't quite here yet and we kind of get slowed down or lost or I mean we also could have good healthy boundaries and have scheduled a, um, a delightful family excursion or personal excursion or time to yourself. It does seem common that that lull uh, in between the holiday and the new year causes some confusion. And I think that confusion happens because in our natural rhythm, we are being asked to like the light is just returning, solstice has ended, the darkest night of the year, light is slowly returning, but winter is a slowing down. And I think the lull happens because it can, because it's a time to ask us to be with ourselves. And we kind of avoid that. It's celebrated to be doing and to, to mix some metaphors here so I'm going to heavily be just like switching switching things around there's a parenting book called Listen and it was talking about toddler tantrums and this concept was really fascinating to me and they said that when your toddler starts to tantrum if you want to help return stasis they kind of have homeostasis they have to get it all out 
And so every time we silence their emotions, whatever was unprocessed just builds. So the so meaning the resulting tantrums get higher and and I'll say louder. And the idea would be that to kind of come back into balance and let the wave of big emotions move through more easily, which is what a tantrum is. It's a small person that's having big emotions that doesn't know how to articulate them or feel them, you know, process them. They're feeling them. They're not able to articulate and, and process them. You have to let it kind of move through. And then if you let the tantrum move through and everything kind of be expressed, you might be surprised that the child that was at one point trying to hit you and screaming and throwing themselves on the floor will end and want to crawl into your lap and be hugged. It's true. It's a true fact. And it, it gave me this idea that actually weren't toddlers. We think children are, uh, maybe I should say, I, I, you know, I wasn't spending a lot of time with small people before I had one. And they're kind of just like the elderly they're sort of pushed to the margins of our culture we're not really interested in anything that slows us down and children and our elders are definitely going to ask us to slow down and take us off the pedestal of being the the primary focus to focus on somebody other than yourself when you're in those that age when you're surrounded by that age group so i was just thinking about how that expression that unmitigated expression would actually serve us adults. Because what we do instead is that we suppress. And somewhere along the line, we learn these ideas that we're not able to articulate our feelings because it's selfish. And I think it's so much more nuanced. Like, I'm definitely not for blurting out. I don't think there needs to be an unconscionable or a lack of etiquette in society. But not communicating and not feeling that we have the validity to speak our feelings is preposterous, common, and something I suffer from myself. I'm reading um, If Women Rose Rooted by Sharon Blackie. Sharon Blackie. And she references a poem. At the time, it wasn't our poet laureate, but she is now, uh, Joy Harjo. And she references the poem, The Blanket Around Her. And her excerpt is, oh woman, remember who you are. Woman, it is the whole earth. And Sharon Blackie says, as I read those words, something in my heart split open. The whole earth? Woman? Me? I wanted to know who she was, this poet, that she could know such things and that she could have such a powerful sense of womanhood and value it. How could I learn to value it in turn? How could I develop that certainty, that feeling of being the whole earth? I wanted it more than I've ever wanted anything. Later on in a few chapters, she's talking about the Irish uh, landscape and how the moors seem that are not being valued and they're but they're precious and they're disappearing, and that it was it, it is easy to lose something when you don't know it. When you don't know something, it's the sense of caretaking diminishes. You don't know something when you don't understand it, when you don't have intimacy with it, you don't see its value and therefore easily trade it away for whatever appears to have value. And this book is doing a wonderful job of toggling between women's inability 
learned inability to speak up for themselves and to understand their value and that it is connected to the loss of placement on the earth and that women and the earth are the same and as I'm talking this podcast right now you know Australia is under fire and I saw some people saying you know I don't hear them referencing the indigenous people and their perspective because nobody wants to hear I told you so so I mean we could take this in an educate uh, an environmental angle but when she talked about the inability to protect the moors as they have been previously and that it was hard to protect something that you don't understand or don't have connection to that you don't have connection to I thought about so many of the women that I've worked with who feel a deep loss of connection to themselves and so the same statement is true if you don't have a connection to yourself so easy to not take care of it so easy to not understand boundaries of, and places of need where to where where to draw the line and make sure that you are caretaking the landscape of yourself and where it is totally capable of you to put yourself second or third last who knows how many numbers and caretake those around you which is a, which is naturally feminine but if you Notice I didn't say woman, I said feminine, feminine principle. But if you don't mean that can maintain that connection to self, there was a line that Brene Brown used. It's something about um, dying by suffocation of resentment. So I see some people talk about New Year's resolutions and I, I love a time for reflection and digestion. I, I like to digest the end of the year and because it was a decade, I found it really served me to flip through um, in my mind and in some pictures the past decade. And you know what I found is that when I was honest about looking at what I had done in the past year and in the past decade, I was pretty proud of myself. I was like, oh, right, I, I went here. Oh, that's right, I, I went there. Oh, that was finally the year that I had been talking about having this goal for three or four years, and I did it. And in a, in a modern world that is, only celebrates doing, when we don't have time to integrate and celebrate our accomplishments and are just looking on to the next thing, like, okay, that was done, what's the next thing, what's the next thing, then actually there's a loss. There's not a savoring of what has been accomplished. So I wondered if you're in a place right now of like, oh, what, you know, what was 2020s here and this is what I'm going to do. If you haven't, because reflection is always available, doesn't have to happen before January 1st. Take a few minutes and think about what you did in 2019 that you didn't think you could do. Sometimes it's helpful just to think about like, you know, actually, I normally only have time to do this if I'm on an airplane, but like to think about what was one great accomplishment each month, or if you have a calendar to flip through your days and you might remember, oh, right, like it's, 
I don't, depending on what you have going on, you might not have enough time to journal, but taking a little bit of time um, to write a sentence or a small idea for the day, every few days, um, can remind you as you are journeying into the next horizon, which I think is fantastic. Let's all be growing and changing and, and adventuring into our lives. But to take the time to remember what we have already accomplished and stay connected. Stay connected to ourselves. Because where we have been is intimately related to where we are going. Have you ever opened a journal and saw that you had written something years and years and years before it happened? And you thought, oh my gosh, I always knew. I didn't know I knew. You always know. It's the process of us reigniting our connection with ourselves. That's why I think those toddlers, as tricky of a creature as they can be, they have something to teach us about the unmitigated clarity of feeling what they feel in the moment. And when they are done, they move on. That keeps the slate clean. It keeps them present. It keeps them connected. So the book was If Women Rose Rooted, The Journey to Authenticity and Belonging by Sharon Blackie. Uh, The poet that I referenced was Joy Harjo, exquisite poet. And I wish you the peace and presence to realize you're doing so much better than you know. Happy New Year.